Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Things Undone Podcast. I am your host, Granny She Is. And on this show, we talk about life after divorce and how to move forward successfully. And you don't have to be a divorcee to join the conversation. You can be single, happily married, widow, whatever the case may be. We have some information to put for you. Now, today, joining me is my guest, Carrie Petrucci. She is a Wall Street Journal best-selling author. She is a life coach and she owns Highest Intent Life Coaching. And we are so glad to have us, have her with us today, if I could get my words out correctly. Welcome. Thank you, Cheryl. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime, anytime. I'm so glad <laughs> that we crossed paths. I just love how the Holy Spirit does that, right? Mm. He puts us together. So today we're going to be discussing relationships and how to make them last longer, right? Or as long as they can last here till death do us part. That is the goal. It's still mm. the goal. I know it's, it's uh, what is this? I don't know this new age where, you know, everything's temporary and instant gratification. The goal mm. is longevity. That is mm. the goal. All right. So we're going to be talking about get out of the box and into play the secret to a lasting relationship. So before we get into that, could you please give us your backstory and what led you to life coaching and what led you to helping people master their relationships? Well, without making it a really long, drawn out story, I, I grew up in a, a very abusive home and uh, didn't my, my mother suffered from a mental illness. And then I graduated from that into an abusive marriage for 27 years, where after that time, I decided that in order for me to survive, I needed to get out. And um, I also needed a lot of help and understanding about how relationships really work and the core of what makes a beautiful relationship and how that how it can changed my life and my understanding about having a lifelong partner. I had to change the way that I thought about what I wanted from a lifelong partner. I married very young and and I didn't understand, of course, you know, ooh, I want to get married. Oh, I'm in love. And, and I, not that there's something wrong with every marriage that begins at an early age. But in this situation, I had come from such an abusive background that I didn't understand what a healthy, even any comprehension of what a healthy relationship looked like. Right. So um, when I when I left that marriage, I went and sought professional help. And then I decided that I wanted to help other people find the magic that I found. And mm -hmm. that it's really possible to find that one and only. And it's really possible to have joy and excitement in your life and in your relationships. And um being miserable is a choice um being happy is a choice and i i choose joy oh my goodness i love that and listen audience feel free to comment to chime in to just say hello if you're popping through please let us know that you are here we will definitely be adding you to the conversation as we go so moving past we already said we're moving past divorce moving forward. Mm -hmm. so right. meeting this new person that you're now with how long have you been in your current commitment and and what do you feel is the glue that's holding it together uh well <laughs> uh, we we are in love of course and um i there's a beautiful story of of how we met and how we got together you know i met him at a, a friend's house and any you know he he it was kind of a, a social club where we all kind of got together to play board games, things like that. And um, I, I met him and I thought, this is a pretty neat guy. And um, so finally he asked me out on a date. And that took like six months before he asked me out on a date. And he was taking it really slow. Um, we went out on a date and he said, I want you to see my house. And I thought, oh, I don't know about that. But I decided to go, you know, and, and, and I had, you know, we're going to see your house and then we're leaving. And which is what we did. But in the meantime, I needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and so on his mirror was a, a piece of paper 
um, and he was looking for, he'd had a really bad marriage before mine or before me. And um, so he was, I was looking at this piece of paper while I was washing my hands and the description of what he wanted in his soulmate was written out on there. Wow. What, what, what struck me is I have had a, at the time I had a piece of paper on my mirror with what I wanted my soulmate to look like. And my eyes went to the bottom of the piece of paper mm-hmm. and the date on it was 10, 11, 12. Stop the it. date, the date on my piece of paper said 10, 11, 12. We had no idea that, that, that we were going to come together. So I believe that, that these things can happen. I believe that when things are supposed to happen the way they're supposed to happen, they do. So, you know, he turned out to be my, my perfect soulmate, you know, is our relationship perfect all the time? No. Do we argue sometimes? Yes. Do we, do we get on each other's nerves sometimes? Yes. And, um, you know, if we didn't have conflict, then I would be worried. But we yes. do. That causes us to grow. And I love it. And I want to say this before we move forward. When it comes mm-hmm. to when you're in alignment with someone, mm-hmm. you have those things called synchronicities mm-hmm. where the date on his mirror and your mirror, you had someone that was mirroring you. Like you had a soulmate that was already out there mm-hmm. gravitating towards you as you were gravitating towards him. Because I know a lot of people, they think, well, I'm manifesting this, but I don't see it yet. But the mm. thing I like about your story is the fact that you weren't even looking mm. for a particular person. You didn't put a face to it. You just wrote on that mirror what you wanted. And he wrote mm. on his mirror what he wanted. And right. the universe made it happen. Okay, you can call it universe. Yes. I know everyone doesn't have that same mentality, but we all strive in hope and faith in something. So right. I believe that is, mm-hmm. even though we can't quantify it, it's mm-hmm. just not a scientific thing that we can write down and, and we can do a chart on, okay, Carrie, this is what you went through and this is how we, <laughs> we may not be able to measure the algorithm of a synchronicity, mm-hmm. but it happened for you. It's a real thing, people. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. That. It's a very real thing. You will gravitate towards what you put out in the universe. You really will. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, let's jump into the book. Tell us about, um, let me pull up the title again, because I have it right here, but I'm I'm spinning like a thousand other thoughts in my head. Mm -hmm. Get out of the box and into play. Getting out of the box and into Mm -hmm. play. What is that about? Well, the box is the box we're given from birth. So we're given, uh, you know, we're given the gift of life, but the world gives us a box to put ourselves in. And, and sometimes we fit in the box and sometimes we, you know, push the edges of the box. And, and that box is, is basically, you know, begins with what your parents teach you, what your school teaches you. If you grew up in a church, what your church family teaches you. Um, when you, when you get to be a teenager, what teenagers teach you, what, what the, what the world teaches you in during your whole growing up time establishes your belief system and your belief system is your box. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, some people are comfortable with the box, box that they're given and some people aren't, some people grow through it and past it and some people really need to stay in their box and that's okay to want to be in that box you know mm-hmm. we've got a, a a whole society out here that is condemning boxes and and the deal is is not everybody can be uh look outside the box we need people who stay inside the box just as much as we pe- need people who can look outside the box so this isn't really telling people to to change who they are but it's really a book to get them to examine each other's belief system or their boxes and to decide to accept those boxes and to compromise on what you will you know have in your life and what you won't have in your life and every couple needs to take that hard, honest look at, at what they grew up believing in 
so that they can have heartfelt understanding and compassion for their partner. Um, it just brings intimacy and love so much closer when you can do that. Uh, the greatest division in couples are the division in beliefs and the division in that heartfelt understanding. You know, right. I, I might not really like the way that you believe, but I ha- I, I love you anyway. Right. And, and that is the one person who knows every single thing that there is to know about you. They know when you fart, you know, I mean, let's right. get real. Yeah, these are, this is the person that you are trusting your innermost vulnerability. And, and if you if you really want that intimacy, it's important that you understand where each of you comes from. And that's where the beginning of the book goes. You know, if you're a psychologist or a psychiatrist, this is basic psychology for you to, to look at. You know, but not everybody out there knows that. And, and it's so simple and so easy to read. And I believe that. And I think, and you probably touch on this, I'm going to get the book myself. I haven't gotten it yet. But I think a lot of times too, in order to be vulnerable, we need to move past our ego mm-hmm. and our pride. And I think that's that's a big blockage for so many because in that box that we're given, we're that's a lot, that's a part of it. We're taught that certain things shouldn't be expressed within our relationships. Mm-hmm. We're taught that um, as a woman, there's certain things you shouldn't express. And, and as a man, oh my goodness, I'm not a man, but it's certain things they don't supposed to express. And so now you're, you're operating out of a place of ego, which is, you know, that's a, a big part of self-protection because you don't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And so right. because I don't want to get hurt, I'm going to keep myself in this limiting belief. I'm going to keep myself in this little area. And I'm not saying jump all out your box because again, everyone wasn't meant to be a bird. Mm-hmm. Everyone's not meant to fly. If we were all birds, life would be boring. Or if we were all gazelles, life would be boring. Right. So I, I get that. But at the same time, I, I think within relationships, we should challenge one another to mm-hmm. be better for each other, for ourselves and for each other. So I need to be able to have a partner where I can have a hard conversation with. So we can move past whatever the block is. Um, right. Because I think it, it'll eliminate so many other problems. But it's the second part to that title. Because we're still mm-hmm. on the title, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second mm-hmm. part of that title, hold on. And it is The Secret to a Lasting Relationship. So, um, we don't want to give you all the secret because we do want to, we're going to push you over mm-hmm. to that side in just a little bit. But just give us a little bit um, into that. So, how do you all, um, what would be your, your advice? I guess the question I want to ask is, is to, hmm. Especially for those of us, uh, those of us who are, are are still out here looking for our forever partner. So, what would be your, your advice for us to to move in such a way mm-hmm. that we we gravitate that person to us in our energy? I guess that's the question I'm looking for. Or if you're already in a committed relationship, how to mm-hmm. keep there? How to keep mm-hmm. alignment? How to get yourself in alignment to where your partner can find you? That's the well, if you're not in a committed relationship, um, mm-hmm. my belief and, and what I tell many, many other uh, men and women who are single and who are looking for that one is you be you. Just be you. Don't try to pretend to be anything that you're not. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when that comes to you. Um, so many times there are men and women who put on a show, you know, the, the dates and you go out and maybe you're dating for three months, maybe even six months. And all of a sudden you become you. And um, why not just be you from the beginning? Right. Why not just be you? You know, uh, it, it's not a it's not a shopping cart. You know, you're not being picked over and looked over you know you go to a restaurant eat your food you know mm-hmm. you you eat eat your food don't sit there and pick at your food and then go home and shove food in your face just be you mm-hmm. be you share you because if it's a, if it's supposed to be it will be mm-hmm. and and you know i i will tell you that i've had so many couples that have talked about that three months, six months period. And the ones who, who get together, stay together are the ones that just were themselves from the get go, from the beginning. So this is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say this. 
Now I've I've been single now for three years, almost mm -hmm. oh, three years, three years. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and dating—that's the one thing I did realize—is people wear masks, and so mm -hmm. they can maintain that for a good ninety days, six months. <laughs> but when you meet me, I, this is this is me. Now, mm -hmm. mind you. For the man that gets to meet me, I will snatch my wig off in front of him because, like, listen, mm. sir, <laughs> out together and it's hot. I'm gonna need you to know at any point this wig could come off, okay? Or at any point when you right. see me, I may not always have makeup on. I'm gonna always be genuine. I'm gonna always be me, and mm -hmm. um, it's part of that pride. People right. want to impress you so much that they're afraid to just be themselves because. Or something that's lacking within. Now I'm speaking this way because I have been on my healing journey for a minute now. Mm -hmm. um, and so what yeah. I learned is that when I meet people, guys in general, because I'm I'm cisgender heterosexual, I prefer men. And whatever mm -hmm. you prefer is, is what you prefer audience that's watching. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed is in some way, shape or form, it's like they're, I call it peacocking. You're trying to show me your best feathers. You have, you have your plume just displayed in this beautiful array until right. your muscles get tired of flexing those feathers because you're supposed to let them down to rest at some point. But you're trying to impress right. me to the point to where you are straining yourself. And now, mm -hmm. now you can't, you can't uphold that image anymore. You have to let the plumage down. And now I get to see just you. But now I feel like you're not a genuine person because you didn't show me that in the very mm -hmm. beginning. You waited That's three right. months to show me who you were. Now I have a trust issue with you because we didn't even set it up correctly. Okay, Wayne said, right. call it the representative of who they want you to see them as versus who they really are. I right. want to meet the person who they really are. I, want, I don't mm -hmm. want to see Clark Kent. Clark Kent is the disguise for Superman, mm. not the other way around. Superman right. wasn't pretending, I mean, well, Clark Kent <laughs> wasn't pretending to be Superman. Superman was pretending to be Clark Kent. Right. He his identity. If you're Superman, show me you're Superman. Right. If you're zero man, I need to see that up front too. And well, for men, men, this is the same if whoever yeah. you it's the same. You want to see mm -hmm. that person. I don't want to be fooled into thinking you're one thing and when I find out you're something else. And now I'm kind of disappointed because mm -hmm. now I can't talk to you no more because I don't trust you anymore. He well, said, we need to do this very well. Yes. You want to answer, yes. uh, get in here into this conversation, Carrie, because as you can clearly see, I will talk and talk and talk. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, the, the other one of the other major problems is how you treat each other after that three month period goes on you know um my husband is my king yeah. and i am his queen and uh we don't have a 50 50 relationship sometimes i'm at 20 percent and he's 80 percent, and sometimes he's at 20 percent and i'm 80 percent. there ain't no such thing as a 50 50 relationship no. <laughs> you know we're not all on the mark every day. It doesn't happen. Some days are good days and some days not so good days. And right. and the balance for the two of us is to be there for each other. If you can strike that balance before you commit to a serious relationship, if you can be a friend to the person you're in a relationship with, be friends with them. The person that you know is going to be there. You call on the phone and say, you know, uh, I, I, I'm feeling ugly at somebody at work and I need to talk about it. And you build that friendship and build that relationship and build that trust. Nobody trusts anybody first off in first meeting. You know, mm -hmm. you build that trust together. Take the time to do that um, and, and treat each other like that's the best person that's ever happened to me in my life. This is this is no matter if the relationship lasts or doesn't last for that time period, this is my king and you are my queen and give each other the the best that you've got in the way of being there for that person. It, it creates such intimacy and such a great relationship. And you know what? After three months, you ought to know if that's your king. You know, you ought to know if that's your queen both ways, both ways. 
you know it's not it's not just guys it's girls too i mean you know it, it in all kind of relationships whether you know doesn't matter what your sexual preference is right you 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 know within three months if that's the person that's that's meant for you or not and if it isn't say goodbye with grace love and dignity very true very true what do I say? I, I don't <laughs> want dance or uses the rhythm around me. Guards are down at that point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, now, Dwayne, I got to be honest with you. I will not, I will not pass gas in front of my husband. I'm in the in the restroom or I go outside. Now, that's the God's honest truth because I was raised, no woman does that. That's just my upbringing. Woman oh. does not do that in front of men. <laughs> I'm, oh, I am so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Oh but my that's that's my upbringing and my belief system and right. my way of stuff, you know. <laughs> I completely get that. Yeah. I was smart in front of you. Let me tell you, years ago, <laughs> when, I still, when I was still in a uh, in, in my marriage years and years ago, we mm -hmm. went to the movies and it's dark in the movies, guys. It's like really dark in there. Mm -hmm. So I had been holding gas like the entire movie. The entire oh my! Movie. And I just couldn't let it out because everyone would have known that it was me. So I waited for us to stand up and I grabbed my ex around the waist and I farted so loud and then I stepped back. And then his brother was like, oh my God, you know, blank, I am not, I'm gonna say his name. He was like, why'd you do that? And then my ex was like, that wasn't even me, that was Cheryl. And he was like, oh no, her body can't produce something like that. Like, oh, it was definitely him. <laughs> And we, got this, we had this fart competition going on. Oh, like, my. Fart worse than the other person. And that was just oh boy. he had already farted yeah. prior to us going to the movie. So I had to right. But that's right. just that's just a little uh, tidbit. I will, I will fart. Like, I'm telling you, once I with you, I'm like, Really that that's the good stuff actually mm -hmm. that that's the stuff that that makes you the things that you know about each other my husband says i fart in my sleep so you know <laughs> so, <laughs> i won't do it in front of him but <laughs> you know but but we know those things about each other you know mm -hmm. i i know that he i know exactly how he snores every single night and i know which snore is going to wake me up you know mm -hmm. and and um you just that that's all the good stuff this is the stuff that you laugh about and you remember and if you can't laugh god help you I you know, know. there's no humor just for you just hang it up if there's no humor if somebody's so serious all the time and that's always worried about what other people think and nah just just have fun if you're not having fun y'all don't belong together that part i can like, everything everything shouldn't be an unhealthy competition in your relationship it just it just mm -hmm. it just shouldn't be so going back to right. something um that you said I've, I don't, I've been running my mouth i'm trying to think because i was trying to hold a thought in my head okay so jonathan hey jonathan let's get on this before i move to the next one so i've heard that our credit score is a true representation of who we really are at what time do we share what our credit scores are <laughs> The minute you begin to share financial responsibilities, I love it. I love right it. then, otherwise, until that happens, it's your business and and your your uh, partner's business. Until you start sharing financial responsibilities, it's you know, no. I love you know. it. We should put that on a plaque somewhere. That was mwah. That answer. Yes. <laughs> right i get it and right. i don't believe that credit scores really measure the character of a person because i went through mm. a very terrible divorce which forced me to bankrupt so right that has nothing to do with my character that has everything to do with my income being cut in half well so, when i went through my uh, divorce i was 45 years old and at 45 years old i had a zero credit score i didn't have one I was never allowed to have a checking account. I was never allowed to have any uh, bank accounts. I was not allowed to have any credit cards at all. I was given cash every week. So um, I had no credit score. Banks were in shock. So the credit score doesn't necessarily mean fiscal irresponsibility. That's the conversation that you have right. together before you decide 
to join together fiscal responsibilities. You have that conversation, then you really look at it and you say, this is, this is my credit score, these are my bills, this is my debt. And when you start going together, that's when you have that conversation, but not before. I 100% agree with that because yeah, that does mm-hmm. not measure. And even people who have excellent credit scores can be some of the crappiest people mm-hmm. you will ever meet. Well, yeah. Like, you know, so that doesn't, your credit score doesn't define your character. Not, it's, that's not, not in my opinion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there are people who can have excellent credit scores and be $50,000 in debt just because they pay their bills on time doesn't mean that they are financially sound. Very true. And I think that's a <laughs> misconception. One, another thing I'm mm-hmm. noticing with people who are looking for partners is we get too caught up on the financial part of it Mm -hmm. and we feel like oh they look this good on paper so that's what i should go for this person who looks financially sound and then you find out this person is not what they appear to be it goes back to wearing the mask well Um, and it goes back to your list what do you want um I don't, you know, I I don't care if you have a fancy car as much as I care that you have integrity. You know, I don't care that you have, you know, money in the bank as much as I care that you open the door for me and buy me flowers and treat me like I'm the queen you want me to be. And and there's just there's so much more that's that's important to me than that has to do with any of that. You know, I'm not checking you out financially before I go out on a date with you. But that's right. just me because that isn't what qualifies um, that partner for or didn't qualify for that partner for me. So I completely get that. Yeah. You touched on something. We didn't really mm-hmm. talk about the list and right. how people can put this together. So let's let's talk about that. Like so building your list because mm-hmm. you and your partner were like, mm, boom. Right. Put it together in the universe that, okay, we got this order. We got that mm-hmm. order. Right. Boom. We're going to make right. this happen. So, so, cause people, sometimes we don't realize that we, um, unconsciously manifest, mm-hmm. um, what we don't want in a person versus what we <laughs> do want in a person. So right. what would be your recommendations for us to begin this list? Like, what should we be what are like some of the things elements that we should be looking at and i know that may sound like a crazy question but no, I, it isn't yeah it's not crazy at all i get asked that it's in the book too by the way so right. it's not crazy at all you know people have asked me this for years and years and 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 here it is um if your list includes what kind of car they drive how much money they make um how they dress where they've traveled in the world all of those things that are there then you're never going to find the one that's right for you you never are you know they got to have you know this color hair they've got to have make a job that makes this much money they got to have blah 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 never going to happen not the right not the right one for you it isn't um if, if you're looking for for a list of what's true and good you know is integrity important to you you know, integrity is honesty. You mean what you say, you say what you mean. Is that an important value for you in your life? You know, and there's a whole list in the book. There's a whole list of values. Mm-hmm. If you base that list on what you are looking for, you know, is a belief in God key and essential to you? A God or a higher power or a spiritual belief, are those key and essential to a relationship where you can feel intimate and you can feel vulnerable for them to have these particular things is faithfulness is um you know uh, uh, being faithful to you being faithful to your family being faithful to um their beliefs being faithful uh, is that important to you examine your values and set yourself up against who you want in your life that match your values Right. Nobody needs a partner that's exactly like they are. If, if you're looking for that, then you're never going to grow. And, and that's also doomed to failure. Just forget it. Yeah. You need somebody who is different than you because that mm-hmm. is that is the beauty of of a relationship is that you guys get to grow together. You get to. And, and, and you get to be in conflict and you get to work things out and you get to... <laughs> 
make up and and love each other and you get to do it again and again and again that's the beauty of a relationship and if you're looking for somebody who does lip service and 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 mimics everything that you say and is just like you and yeah. does everything that you say that then you're you're going to be really bored yes indeed okay listen we're going to take a quick uh break i think it's break time we're at 30 minutes so we're going to take a quick break everyone and we will be back in uh at, at a minute take us out way just joining us we're talking with carrie petruch she is a master mm. relationship coach and she is the owner of highest intent coaching.com and we are discussing ways to master your relationship we're going to touch on mm. the book a little bit more but before we do that i want to remind you guys to please download the bwnc radio app it is free this show streams on there as well as all of the other i am world media group shows She's Talking Tea is a brand new show with our girl, Co. We have uh, Underground Sports King. We have I Am Well, I Am Well podcast specifically to deal with men's issues. We have new sh- newer shows coming. I just can't think of the name of all of them, but you'll see them online. <laughs> By all means, make sure you're following All Things Undone podcast. We are available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on Facebook and on YouTube and on BWNC Radio. I think that's that's my spiel. Okay, that was that was pretty good. That <laughs> was pretty good. All right, cool beans. I think I just knocked off one of my lights. I think I feel a little good. Yay! Okay, there it is. So Thank we are. You. If you're just joining us, we are talking relationships. We were talking about like when you want to manifest mm. a partner for yourself. Mm-hmm. She was talking about ways uh, in, in which you should do that. If you're if you're kind of keeping your list on the 3D side where you just pretty much want them to have a fancy car, big house, a lot of money. He has to be rich. She has to be beautiful with a big booty. You know, she has to look like Kim Kardashian. If you're keeping it on the surface level, you will probably never attract who you're, who you're looking for. And I've been guilty of this in the past. I literally mm. said at one point, I want someone who's like me, but they're a male with a penis. You don't want that. Because then mm-hmm. I met someone that's like me. And what it made right. me do triggered me to heal even more. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. Oh, <laughs> no, no. But you see, you see. It, it was a lesson. It was a beautiful lesson. Like you but said. But that's, that's what culture teaches us, mm-hmm. is to look for that. Um, you know, men and women, it, it teaches us to look for all those surface things. And, and the truth is, is that, yeah, you may attract those things to you, but that deeper intimacy doesn't, um, those are, those are those three month relationships, you know, if you, if you don't have the, the, the alignment and values, then that's really not the person that. Uh, meant for you um, and and yes there are marriages that last an entire lifetime based on that and they're miserable I, so, have I was married for you know, 25 mm-hmm. years and we yep. made it work and for all intents and purposes it was a very cordial relationship like mm-hmm. we got along well um, but was he my soulmate absolutely not was I mm-hmm. here Oh, we had three beautiful children together mm-hmm. and we made a beautiful life together. But um, 
now that in hindsight that I'm looking back on it, neither of us was was truly fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Neither of us were really giving the other partner what they needed. But because mm-hmm. we were in our boxes and we were afraid to step out and be the people that we truly are, we mm-hmm. stayed in this mental prison mm-hmm. for way longer than we needed to. We actually had made a decision to separate back in 2008, which should have been the end of it. It really should have been. Mm-hmm. But the pressure of society, the church, our families, you know, you have yeah. children stay together, work it out, you know, longevity, blah, 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 blah. And I do preach longevity, but if it's with someone you're supposed to be aligned with. Oh, and, yeah. And was, and he realized it before I did that I am unhappy. Now, divorces end terribly because unfortunately we were not raised and equipped to own our own shit when going through a divorce. <laughs> Nine times out of yeah. 10, it's like, I want a divorce because you're not fulfilling me, which is absolutely the truth. But nine times out of 10, you place all the blame on the partner and you don't take any blame for yourself. So now your partner's like, oh, okay, I'm the bad guy. I felt like I was the bad guy when I first was hit with, let's get a divorce. I want a divorce. I want, I don't want to be with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And I had to really take a step back and was like, what, what? I've been trying to be the best and the most amazing wife ever. Was I perfect? No, absolutely Mm -hmm. flawed. Um, But for me, in my mind, I was trying Mm -hmm. to be the best wife and mother uh, for my spouse. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Someone tell you, no, you're not doing it for me, even though I'm doing everything that I think I should do. I had to grow. I had to heal from that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's so important after the end of any marriage, after mm-hmm. divorce, that 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 healing process takes place. Mm-hmm. It's vital that that takes place because what will happen, and uh, there's a lot of people that will argue this, but mm-hmm. what will happen every single time if you jump from a marriage into another relationship, you are going to repeat the same mistake. Yes. yes. I, I didn't want to do that. I'm like, oh my God. And yeah. it, took, it was hard, you guys, for me to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Not that I yeah. was saying, well, what's wrong with me? I didn't look at it like that. No. Yes. Okay. This has ended. I'm not fulfilling this person. Let me heal me so that I can right. be the best version of myself that I can be for the next person God is going to send me. I'm going to be the very best version. Uh, absolutely work on the things that i need to work on now Mm -hmm. i had to work through anger i had to work through bitterness i wasn't going to blame him or continue to Mm -hmm. put that blame on him i forgave him um and i forgave myself most importantly because i know Mm -hmm. deep down there is nothing wrong with me okay because i think we we get we get guilt confused with uh shame shame says there's something wrong with you Guilt says, okay, let me acknowledge a mistake I made. Let me fix it. Right? Mm. You're not fixing it for the other person. At least that's how Mm. I I see it in my head. So Mm -hmm. the hardest part was actually taking a look at myself. Although I was amazing, I was trying to be the best wife possible. Mm -hmm. Me as a human being. um, Let me take a look at me and and the areas that I need to improve in. Because apparently there is not perfection here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you figured that out. I'm in such a small town. And people in small yeah. towns, you know, they, they think that you get stuck in, in a box, right? Mm-hmm. So my ex has now moved on and he is married. I am not. And people think that's mm-hmm. an issue. That is not an issue because I don't want to end up with the wrong person. And I'm definitely not going to repeat a pattern of behavior. Um, right. You know, I'm right. not going to repeat the mistakes from the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I had in my first marriage, because I was a pastor's wife, Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much just my my own individuality was gone. Like I I needed to be I was I, going to be whatever I needed to be in that relationship uh, for it to be successful. And I understand that completely because right. I was a military officer's wife. Mm-hmm. So I had that same I did not exist. I only existed so that I could make him look good and right. our family looked good in the eyes of everyone else and blah 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 when right. the truth was um it uh, i was miserable inside i it really was and it was hard 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 for me um and the day came for me he wouldn't um he wouldn't end it 
so I finally gathered the courage to say goodbye. And um, yeah, it, it 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 was do or die for me. You know, I I, I kind of you know I, I was losing my will to live, and and um, heck, I didn't even know who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I was so everything I said. I remember when as soon as I left that marriage, every time I talked to somebody, it was. Um, I was still talking about my ex-husband. I wasn't talking about me. I was still talking about him. My whole life was so wrapped up in him that I didn't know who Carrie was on the inside. And, uh, you know, uh, I had forgotten that that uh, I'm a joyful person. And I love life. And mm-hmm. I love to have fun. And uh, I'm... I'm I'm never going to go through that again. I don't care what happens. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. It forced me. And in, in, um, in, if anybody goes back and listens to season one of All Things Undone, mm-hmm. episode nine, I talk about that. Because um, you could be so wrapped up in another person. I was so depressed. People didn't know that. I was mm-hmm. secretly taking pills. Um, I was, I was, I went to the gym all the time because people think that's a good thing. It is a good thing un- unless you're using it as like an outlet for, yeah, to just to get out all of this. I felt numb. I remember posting that on social media that I just felt mm-hmm. numb all yep. the time and no one, no one, it didn't re- it, like it went over everyone's head because I did such a good job of wearing a mask. Such a good mm-hmm. job of being whatever I needed to be, whatever that chameleon was for the day. If I needed to be purple one day, pink one day, and blue the next day, mm-hmm. to uh, for us to maintain the image that we were maintaining for the community, I did that. Yeah, did, it's, it's the same you know? thing, Cheryl. It is the same thing. The same way that I had to be. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't step outside the box. I had to be in the box, and you know, the only things that were permitted were you know, uh, um, church groups or, or, or officers' wives groups or, you know, I mean, it, it was my whole life. I even lived on a military installation. I, I, I didn't know how to be a civilian in any way, shape or form. And um, I, I didn't have any life that was mine. Everything I did reflected on my husband. So I completely understand where you came from and, the, and you, law, you got lost. There was, there was no out. There was no way to, you know, when people are always looking at you and everything that you're doing, it, 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 it you know, you, you completely get crushed on the inside. You do. It's, it's a tough space to be in. And um, mm-hmm. people don't see that. They say, oh, you have a you have a good, nice, plush life. But, you know, thank goodness my ex, he wanted to do something different. And I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm glad because it allowed me to be me now. Yeah. I'm obliterated. I have I'm so happy and so free. Um because I don't I no longer have to stay in this rigidity that was killing me on the inside. Mm-hmm. It was right. killing me. And so, it wasn't killing my ex-husband. Oh no. <laughs> he, he he was great in the he's he, that's what I talk about about boxes. He was great in his box. In his that's box. where he wanted to be and he married somebody else and she's in the box with him and that's that's really great. I'm glad of them. I'm glad they're in their box, but I don't want to be in that box. That part. That part, I think that's that's what people need to understand about this is the whole purpose of the show. Mm-hmm. Understand that when you go through a breakup whether you've been with someone 20 years or five years, mm-hmm. count your blessings, learn your lessons, be thankful for your lessons. Don't hold bitterness towards them, anger towards right. them. Release it. Release them with love. Let it go so you can freely live the way you want to live. Right. Um, and I know some people say, well, I that was my one. He was my, obviously, if you're not together with him or if you're not together with her anymore. <laughs> They were not your one. <laughs> okay, so allow yourself yeah. to breathe that. Get past it. Don't stay there. Don't stay yeah. there. Give yourself hey, get out of the blame game. That part. Get, get out of the blame game. Get out of the blame partner game. For everything. Right. My, it, part, my ex is, is he's, he likes his box. Yeah. And and the way for me to to the way for me and other couples that I've talked to to get out of the that box of the blame game after the end of a marriage and, and there's bitterness that happens at first it's a part of grieving the anger happens but 
but the forgiveness has to come and the way that it does is how I did it and how other couples that I know have done it, which is to pray for them. Yes. Whatever faith it is that you have or, you know, meditate for them, pray for them, however that looks for you, but give good wishes, goodwill every day until you are relieved of it, until that feeling of anger toward them or, or, or bad um, juju that you send her way because they, they've upset you, um, that ends if you keep doing that. One day it just, and I can't tell you how many days and I can't tell you how many months, but it's, it's just one day you wake up and realize that all you want for your ex-partner is everything, all the love and everything that they have always wanted in their life. Right. And you no longer have to feel the pain mm -hmm. of that separation anymore. Yeah, just just let it go. It took me, I mean, like I said, I'm three years out. And I still have my moments sometimes where I'm like, you know, like your brain will take you there. Like, you remember that one time? And I, <laughs> I said out loud to myself, like, listen, listen, Cheryl, that's... You know, and I'll do my little positive yeah. mantras really quickly because right. um, for the most part, I'm good. Like nine times out of 10, I'm good. But right. you know, sometimes I can wake up and I'm like, what the hell? I could have some oh. weird ass dream and wake up and be like. Well, Cheryl, <laughs> that just makes you human. Right? Really? Just, you're just a human being. Nobody does anything perfectly on this earth. You know, we none of us do. Now, I'm a relationship coach, but, you know, nothing. I am not perfect and I don't claim to be perfect. And, and I don't claim to tell you how to have a perfect relationship. I claim to tell you how you can have an intimate relationship, how you can grow closer together with very simple steps. You know, I, there are thousands of books out there, thousands of them that tell people, you know, these big, big, thick books that are three, four, 500 pages about how to have your marriage. And this is just a simple book with simple changes. Um, most human beings, if you tell them to completely change their whole life, that book will sit on that coffee table. Yes, Lord. My book, you can open that book and in a Saturday afternoon, you can be done. You know, it's, it's that simple with simple changes. And we as human beings are not going to change or flip our whole lives over. It, we're just not going to. No. If I said to you, you know, you have to go on this starvation diet for 1000 calories a day from now for the next year, how long do you think you'd last? I, was about to say, I, I'm not do it. I wouldn't last a minute. I wouldn't do it right now. I wouldn't do it. You know, nobody little changes. If I said you take away 100 calories a day in your diet, can you do that? Yeah, yeah you can do that. It's a very small, simple step and you can do that and and be consistent with it. If you take small steps in the right direction, then those changes take a hold. If you're trying to, you know, uh, build a, a mansion on $2, you're, you're going to get a pretty crappy looking mansion, you know, made out of toothpicks, you know? <laughs> so. I'm going to go ahead and pop the link to her book into the chat so you all can mm -hmm. take a look at that. The name of the book is Get Out of the Box and Into Play, The Secret to a Lasting Relationship. And, um... That's what we're talking about. We've kind of been talking about it uh, now for the, the better part, almost coming up on an hour now. So I love that. And trust me, I will be getting my copy this Friday. <laughs> not bad. Because I'm manifesting okay. my, my future spouse. And I have learned the hard way, like all of that materialistic stuff, that is just not where it's at. Mm -hmm. I learned some hard lessons by dating just because when I first started dating, which is literally when my divorce was final, I literally started dating. And one of my requirements oh. that they um, that they they can't they gotta have some money. They gotta have some money. I'm not gonna date them if they don't have no money, right? And I mm. did. Now, like I dated three different guys, and um, they all were like over the six figure income because that's having money to me. Mm -hmm. And although they were sweet in their own way, I noticed that that money was their prop. And that was three different guys, like. 
they felt like because they had money, that's what solidified them. Like that's what made them a whole person. They were mm -hmm. lacking emotionally, like the way they thought and so was. I'm like, what the fuck? How did mm -hmm. I? Let me just, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and pay for my, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave you here at the restaurant. I'm going to go. Um, so, yeah, they turn out to be assholes. <laughs> no, my. Really, really sweet ones, but I'm like, okay, sure, that's well, not Well, see, so and, now, and mm -hmm. my husband hid mm -hmm. what he had from me. Oh. He hid. Yeah. He didn't want me to know. And and he he kept it a secret. And, and, and didn't let me know until we'd been together for a while. And, and then he was really like super cautious because he didn't want me to be attracted to him for that, for any reason like that. So not that he's independently wealthy, but you know, he, he made good money and, um, and, and could, we could support each other very well. So, um, but he didn't want me to know that. He wanted me to love him for who he is mm -hmm. and not for what he had. And I think that is quite all right mm -hmm. to, to go into uh, anything, any new relationship that way. I think that is quite all right. Now, another mm -hmm. book, I'm going to get your book, but another book that really, mm -hmm. really changed my life. And I had got it from one of these guys that I dated who was very wealthy. He was going through his own spiritual journey. He was, he was healing. And I don't know. I'm hoping he's doing well in life. I haven't talked to him in over two years. Mm -hmm. He gave me this book called The Four Agreements. Oh, yeah. And Don Miguel, Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah, yes. Don Miguel Ruiz. As a matter of fact, I'm working mm -hmm. through Mastering the Self. I'm working oh, on yeah. that right now. But Fabulous. It, it's another short read. But what caught me and just stuck in my head after I read it was, okay, just four principles for me to live my life by. Let my word mm -hmm. be impeccable. Don't take it personal. Don't make assumptions. Do your very best. I'm like, I can rock with that. Like you yes. said, 100, the 100 calories. Yeah, I can't yeah. do a thousand calorie a day diet, but I can take mm -hmm. away 100 calories a day. It right. So I was like, this is like the Bible in four steps. Yes. <laughs> yes. Be, you know, and, and you can be consistent at that. It's, right. it's you know, there's so much out there that overcomplicates, and the simpler the better, the easier the better. You know, we can always take little steps. You know, it's. It, I'm checking yeah. check the comments to see if anyone. Um... Okay, so Jonathan has a book recommendation. We wear the mask by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. I've heard of that book. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Did we miss anything else? Because I don't want to mm -hmm. miss any comments. And I love something that Wayne said. He said after we were talking about um, what we had in our first relationships versus the second one. And mm -hmm. my producer, I love like his current relationship. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same story, being aligned with the person that he's with. He says mm -hmm. this, after my first failed marriage, I knew I no longer craved what I wanted. I craved what I needed. Yeah. And that that's so true. Right? That's so true. You know, um, it, it really is. Um having a with the the couples that I have talked to over the years and helped over the years it, it's just you know the the best relationships the most successful relationships are when um there's a a soul complement you know when when one meets the other on a soul level that's what I'm looking for I'm looking mm -hmm. for that I'm, I'm looking for Someone that can that connects spiritually with my soul, not just mm -hmm. because you think I got a pretty face or whatever the case may be. That's mm -hmm. it's just really disappointing. I don't know how else to say it. So yeah, I'm like, okay, God. At this point, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna manifest. I'm 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 gonna go out naturally into the world because mm -hmm. it's gonna be out. But I'm not out here looking for anyone. I'm not. I'm none of that. None of that kind of stuff. Let me just live my life and be happy now we're coming up on an mm -hmm. hour and mm -hmm. if y'all go to and i'm gonna put the link in here but if you go to to carrie's website which you'll have the link for she has a resource on there for couples and it is let's see, well let me see let me see if i can find it because i had it pulled up yeah okay so yeah and we're going to be taking a do we need to taking a break in just a minute hold on Wayne let me see if I can pull this up and we'll take a break in just a minute 
Okay, so she has a free download on her website. So I'm going to put the link up for you all to go and get this resource. It's 50 things couples can do for fun. 50 things couples can do for fun. So we are going to make the link available to you guys. You can go and download that copy. You can get free access to that. You can also sign up for her newsletter so that you can stay in contact with Carrie on any of the relationship advice you may need. I know I do have some couples watching. Thank you so much for the couples that are watching. But we're going to take our last break. And then when we come back, Carrie, we're going to wrap up the show and probably talk about a couple other things. But here we go. All right, Wayne, we're ready. can get those 50 free um 50 tips of things to do <laughs> 50 things couples can, can do for fun <laughs> it's all right <laughs> so my brain has been on go since like literally 5 45 this morning oh, yeah. so it oh, is yeah. cool it is cool all right so for um final thoughts because we're getting ready to to wrap it up for the day for the night. Our mm. guest again is Carrie Petruch. She is a master relationship coach. She has Get Out of the Box and Into Play, The Secret to a Lasting Relationship out now on Amazon. Uh, it's only $9.95. I'm getting my copy this Friday when I get my paycheck because yes, the sister is on a budget. <laughs> yes, we are. We're on a budget. But hey, please don't forget to download the BWNC Radio uh, app. It is free. And I now have where you can donate to the channel if for some reason um, you feel a need to donate to the channel. Hopefully Carrie is not gone yet. Uh, no, she's not. I'm okay. here. He's right here. Cool. So do you have any final thoughts uh, or anything else you want to share concerning your business? Your coaching? There, there she is. Your coaching business, how people can get in contact with you if they want to schedule a coaching session, your newsletters. Give us all of that information. Well, it's it's really easy. You just go to my website, highestintentcoach.com, um, and you can schedule an appointment with me, um, and we can talk about what we can do for you. Or you can buy my book, or you can, I have a course on there that you can buy, and it's a do-it-yourself that follows my book. Um, comes with a free two-hour um, closing session of coaching. Um and I have a blog on there. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to give me your name or anything on my blog. Or for my blog, you just go to the website and you go to my blog and, and there are hundreds of pieces of information on there. There's small bits of information. So it's like three to four paragraphs. So you can, it's a quick, easy read with little tips and tools in there and little stories in there to help you along in your relationship. And that costs you not even your name. Beautiful. I love Great. it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest today. We shall be in contact, you and I. Oh, um, yes, we will. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the beginning of, of I just know it, a very beautiful, beautiful partnership. I said partnership, relationship, whatever you want to call it. 
Yeah. Love it. You're in my energy now. So. Oh, yeah. There we go. So thank you all for joining All Things Undone podcast. You can catch us on BWNC Radio tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're also streaming on all other platforms where you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Free Radio, uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all so much for watching. Wayne, you can take us on out. Have a beautiful week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.